What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar, but to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and call to the town guards. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram, with me per usual, my boy and producer, Marcus. What's up, Dad Mason? And our master of all things sound and video, Maxime. How's it going? Boys. I am crazy fired up to announce this week, joining us for the first time, the host of the Athletic Alchemy YouTube show, an incredibly popular channel with more than 61,000 subscribers, a talented basketball mind whose tight and clear breakdown of Warriors video footage has helped me finally understand a team I've been watching for three decades, and a guy who just broke my heart with a video that basically proves that the traveling calls on Jordan Poole are justified, Mr. Athletic Alchemy, what's going on, Alk? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for coming. Um, in fact, let me start it this way. I want to share some pressure with you. All right. So we've been doing the show for a minute. We're new to YouTube, but we've had the podcast for a while and we posted on all these different sites, man. We put it on YouTube, but I, I tweeted out. I put it on Reddit. I'm on like the Warriors World uh, forum. And for the last three years, the one consistent fucking thing has been Whenever I post, at least one commenter says, you need to have Athletic Alchemy on the show. So here we are today. It's happening. And I'm feeling this like built up pressure to have a really good show. So I wanted you to feel that too, man. No, no, man. You know what? You may not realize this. I actually interned for you. I do remember that, Aaron, and I was waiting for you to say it. I was trying to play it cool. I remember that very much. 
<laughs> so when you met the Warriors World, shout out to Sheed, all them boys, Warriors World. This is we're talking about blogging about Corey Maggetti yeah. and Mark with the C Jackson. <laughs> Steph and them, Steph and them were coming. This is you know, but uh, this was before the run, and I was I was doing video editing for the beginning of y'all podcast. You're saying that as if so here, I'm going to give you even more detail and I'm going to give you some behind the, the scenes footage. So Marcus Maxime, this is when Scotty was still with me. And at that point, the show was I mean, we, we were fine, but we we're still kind of finding our feet. And Alchemy was not. He was already, you know, on firing on all cylinders. And so we'd have these segments where Scott and I would like drag ass and it wouldn't make a lot of sense. And then we'd bring Alk in. And he'd have these fucking top-notch video breakdowns. And it was, you know, it was like finding a, a diamond in an ashtray. It, like, it didn't follow at all. And now he's rocketed off to success. And I was so worried that he wouldn't remember that. I included the whole, this is the first time he's on here. So, no, dude, I definitely remember that. And I'm, I appreciate you coming back. Oh, man, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It was, it was I, and that was actually the only reason I stopped doing it was because I got that job coaching. And, and at that little charter school, it's like, hey, I got to take this opportunity. And I, I needed that path. I needed that experience for those couple of years, man. But, yeah, I had, to, I had to pick back up on it. And also, oh, Bram was just terrible back then. So You didn't have to say it. He knows. We don't need your help, Marcus. <laughs> this makes me miss Scott. You can F yourself. MTV, I, just, uh, I just remember Scott was, he was like, he, was he a Wizards fan or something? He was like, it was like a Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, was just, he just seemed salty. No, no, no hate, but he just seemed mad about talking about the Warriors. Like, he didn't really want to talk Warriors. I don't know why you added talking about the Warriors. He just seemed mad. And I, I say this with the full knowledge, knowing he still listens. And no, he had he would occasionally get really angry on that show, Aaron. You're on the money. And I tell you what, so I've got a ton of Warrior stuff. In fact, let me get this one off my chest, all right? Because I literally just watched the Jordan Poole video, and you teased me with a piece of information and then didn't give it to me. Right. You brought up the Steph traveling call in, in Minnesota. And it's something that we've been fighting about on this Or is it, was it Dallas where they called it back? I think it was in Dallas. Was in Dallas. Um, all right. And so I just brought this up with CJ Holmes. He and I fought about it. And what I said is even if it was a traveling call, they shouldn't call it not on a superstar like that. You mentioned the traveling call, but you didn't give me an opinion on it. Looking back. And I, I know this is old hat. This is just for me, but do you think that was a travel in Dallas? And even if it was, should the refs have called it? It was absolutely a travel. It was absolutely <laughs> a travel. And look, man, that that then it gets subjective, right? Because you know, like it, the the in the lab, Dev, and, and you know, people are, are really upset pointing out because if you go if you go look at LeBron, like doing what I do with the editing. So the next day, I'm editing each each game. And I ha I'm sitting there watching stuff slow. These guys don't keep a pivot foot. Like it, it's, you know, they, they all travel. But I guess the fact the late one was tough to call. But my stance on it is, is if you're going to switch pivot feet, you, you might get hit. You can drag it all day. LeBron will drag his pivot foot three feet to where he wants to get and then turn and move, right? But if you're going to switch him, because as a defender, it's creating a huge advantage, man. Because you're closing out and you kind of... uh subconsciously you know when when where their pivot's at you know what i'm saying and for them to switch it on you and then get that momentum you know so but yeah no they they, they can't call it on stuff but it is a travel it is Let's a go. travel okay the, the ending i was about to be angry like scott but you pulled that out now and i feel much better about this entire thing um 
couple of questions I was never smart enough to ask you well, the first few times we had you on. Just stuff about you, man. So I assume you got a Jerry Rice jersey behind you. I've yes, seen sir. you in Warriors gear. Are you a Bay Area kid? Or did you grow up out here? I did. I did. Okay. And um, I, yeah, I've been, I've been in Arizona for going on 20 years now. So when I was 19, I moved uh, out to Arizona. Family, I got three girls who are almost grown now. We got 21, 18, and 16. Three girls, hair did everything. It's it's a process. Everything everything in the house is about that and hoops. Um, but yeah, man, it was just so much more financially uh, feasible to to raise a, a young family out here, and and I just leaned heavily into basketball. It kept me out of trouble getting out of the bay. You're talking about the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? That was that was some good times. But uh, you know, it uh, it let me lean into hoops and training and 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 honing that in because it was a whole new place. I just had my family. Makes perfect sense. So the when you do the breakdowns, you are wearing occasionally Warriors gear, but you also are seemingly objective, right? I just told you, you made a video that pointed out that Jordan Poole probably was traveling. Right. So when you look at yourself, because you've had an incredible amount of success, man, you are the you know unquestioned member of the media now. When you look at what you're doing, do you view it as like, I'm kind of a homer, but I do professional level breakdowns? Or are you an objective media member who doesn't you know have a, have a dog in the fight? I, I, I try to do things objectively, understanding I have a built-in bias. So it's like, we all have that bias and I know it, but I also have to say the truth, right? Cause that's kind of, that's just my brand. And that's, that's where I found success in every walk of life yeah. is, Hey, like, let's acknowledge this. And so it's like, yeah, I know like Draymond's not my favorite guy, but goddamn, we need him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, 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 it's like some of this and some of that. And then the other I think secret sauce to doing this is like, I'm not going to die on a take. Like, like what I wanted Wiseman. I wanted yeah. Wiseman in 2020. Yeah. What I'm going to die on that hill. No, no, nah, come <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Like can't do it. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I, I understand that there's bias in, in, in the emotions in it, but the longer that, that, that we do this thing, um, the more I think objective you can become. That makes sense. Now, here's my last personal one for me, and I'm stealing this directly from your Patreon. Quote, at eight years old, I fell in love with basketball. If I wasn't playing in my front yard or at school, I was watching it or playing it in a video game. I used to drive my friends crazy because I would announce the game as we played. If it was TV or playing Sega, I would mute it and be my own announcer. Did you actually, while you were playing video games with your boys, you would turn down the video or turn down the sound and literally be announcing the games? Because that would be annoying as shit, man. I don't mind telling you, especially if you were beating me. The last thing I need is you'd be like, oh, and set for three. Like, I don't need any of that. Oh, that, I was that kid. And I would have, we're, we're talking, you know, uh, 10, 12 years old. Like, people couldn't leave. I would have friends, like, call, be like, I'm going. Like, like they'd leave the room. And then they'd be like, yeah, my mom's picking me up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it was, and, I, and, 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 it would, and it would be on the court, too. I would do it on the court. I'm not as in a good a shape nowadays. I, I can't talk on the court. I get huffing and puffing if I go, but it'd be on the court too. Oh, oh, he ain't gonna, you know, just that guy that was constantly talking and announcing it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I respect it. Uh, Marcus, do you remember me doing that to you and I beat your ass playing video games as we were growing up or no? Have you, have you blocked that out? I remember you cheating in NFL Blitz, but that's a different story. In, in the spirit of acknowledging, like, like Alex said, I'd like to acknowledge that you're story about your $34 hamburger got cut out. So we can all just assume that you're an idiot for going, paying that much for a hamburger and 
not going in and out. I mean, what you don't know is I'm such a, pro- such a professional. There wasn't a story. I just held back as everything pulled out and then just reinserted. I'm glad that you assumed I had a good story there. I had nothing. Dude. It was really, it was just the $32 burger. And then that's all I had. Boys, let's jump in. Talk a little Warriors basketball. First segment, Alk, is our glass half full. Here we look back, talk about things you liked, you didn't like. For you, look far back as you like. For me, I'm not going too far, and I'll tell you what I liked, Andrew Wiggins. But I'm going to give a little context for it. From what I could tell, the thing that defined Andrew Wiggins through six seasons in Minnesota was inconsistency. Everybody knew he was hella talented. Everybody knew what he was capable of, and everybody knew that you couldn't count on him bringing any of that on a night-to-night basis. Fast forward to now. Not only is he coming off being the second best player, in my opinion, in a final series, he is right now on a night-to-night basis the second best team or second best player on the Golden State Warriors. He is talented. He is fucking consistent. He is all of those things that everybody desperately wanted him to be under Glenn Taylor. And here we are, you know, and I'm I'm having just watched him hit those eight three-pointers in Golden State and not feeling like it was a – uh, an outlier, you know, feeling like, no, of course, that's our boy was the thing I liked. So Andrew Wiggins and $32 burgers, but I'll, I'll save that story for later. Who's up? Is it my Andy, go? Yeah. Take it, Alchemy. It's yours. Can I say Wiseman in the... G- no. Um, <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll take the low-hanging fruit with Kaminga. Um, and, you know, it, it was like... Was it, was it the Rocket game? I think it was the Rocket game. He had three shot attempts. Didn't play that much, right? And it was late in the game. There was an offensive rebound. Kicks out to him, and he, he touched past it to Moody in the corner for that three ball. And it was like that. It was like he's, he's buying in. He's buying into the role. I don't know how long term, but I think that him understanding how he can get his minutes and, and kind of play that GP role, it may look different, but the results can be the same. Um, I think is the most positive thing in the last like 10 days. When did he start doing that? When did you start noticing, okay, he's not trying to be Jalen Green anymore. You know, he, he understands what they need from him and he's actually hedging towards that. Mm. And now, now I have to, I mean, when, when did he, it's this last stint when he broke the rotation, right? So the games get jumbled up covering each one of them. Um, I don't know if one of y'all can help me. When was when was the when was he, when did he reappear? What was it that that he cracked into the game? I know he had the double double in Dallas. That was yeah. probably like the mini coming out party. But even yeah. before then, you could see him trying to do it. Ever since he got minutes again, so basically when Wiseman went down, see I, that was the answer. But yeah. when 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 he came back in, it wasn't necessarily that he was executing it, but you could see that he was trying to, right? And so I think that that was a. Uh, yeah, that's that's just the biggest thing moving forward right now. I like it. MT, what do you got? Sorry, I was trying to look up when that breakout game was. It was it was the game when Steve Kirk called Kaminga and said that was the best game he's played in a Warriors jersey. I think it was Dallas. But um, I'm gonna go with something I both love and hate. So glass half full and empty is Clay's shot selection. I think when he had that stretch of games where he was just forcing it and Steve Kerr called it out, and then he, you know, kind of came back to the middle and and was a little more um, selective with with when he shot the ball and forced the issue and uh, we started 
our, our winning streak for a little bit there. And, and the last couple games, he's forced a little bit more. So it's, it's one of those things, you know, you understand it's clay and he can get hot at any time and he's one of the best shooters ever, but you just, uh, you want to see him be a little more um, selective with when he decides just to fire it up because we know he can get hot, but when he's moving the ball around and he's a threat, not just somebody who it's a black hole, I think we're such a better team. Do you think he's back to taking bad shots? Because we there there was a, a week there where all of us were praising, including Kerr, that you know he's taking him in the rhythm now, and this is all looking exactly as we'd liked it to, and the ball is moving the way it should. Are you seeing things now, MT, that make you feel like, oh, we might be losing that advantage right now? I mean, I don't know if it's, it was just a poor shooting night. I think it went, what, three for 12 the other night. So, um, you know, some of them felt forced and felt like the clay that f- is forcing it clay. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's not back to it. I think we need a larger sample size. But um, it's just the half full and half empty for me is his shot selection. I think we're going to live and die by that this season. What do you think, Alchemy? Do you agree? Has, yeah. Let me do a better job of, of asking that to you. Are you worried about Clay's shot selection after this last week of Warriors basketball? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's, uh, it's a fine line. It's very hard to say with those guys what's a bad shot because of their track record, right? And it, what was it? Th- so he sat out Houston. He played Friday against, again, it gets jumbled up. Who do we, Chicago, right? And he, yep. he had 21 shots, which was the leaded, led the team in that. But he had, like, six layups. And that helped him look a little more efficient, right? And when I went back and looked, uh, there weren't too many bad shots, right? But it's uh, it, it's just such a fine line. I would I would put it to him like this. He didn't say, say, who am I to put it to him? But like, you miss your first three, move it. You know, like he's going to come out every game like trying to heat check. Fine. That's your Clay Thompson, right? Yep, yep. But if you miss the first three, and he's, he's starting to build a little synergy. I say starting to, but the synergy with him and Looney on that handoff and he dumps it off to Looney good things usually come out of that. And so it's, he's been better, but I don't think that uh, we're behind this. I I think that he could easily, his nature is to get back to that. He's got to be conscious of it. Everything you said makes sense to me, but I should have told you this before we hit record. I hate it when people agree with Marcus. So like, if you could somehow not agree with him as we go forward, even if he's right, especially if he's right, that would be uh, really helpful probably for all of us. Maxime, what's sticking out to you? Yeah, just kind of building off of Clay a little bit, right? Because I think he's had, like we've been saying, some ups and downs, but we're seeing him start to level out, find himself a little bit more. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it's also the case now for Jordan Poole. Uh, and that's what I wanted to highlight as as a pro. It doesn't even matter how he's doing it. Just seeing him have more than 10 points for the last two games is a pretty good sign. It means that he might actually start to gain some confidence and find an ability to get back into a rhythm and be the sixth man that we were expecting him to be when we signed him to that huge contract. Uh-huh. That's fair. Um, and I'll add one more thing here before I push us to the golden questions. Here's what I like. I like that Alchemy apparently, as a kid, grew up, shithoused his friends to the point where they would occasionally leave, like legitimately like, I can't handle this, and get out. And it didn't slow down his shit talking at all. He got older and was still like, oh, I will still come after you on the court, which I really respect, man. That. Two, our golden questions. So Alchemy, this is our version of a mailbag. People reach out, give us um, questions. They always have to do with the Warriors. Occasionally get to isn't too personal really these are all just warriors based and here's our first quote uncle al just released a video entitled can moody crack the rotation please talk about what we can expect from the young guys as the year unfolds and i'll be honest with you 
we've gotten a lot of questions that are real similar to this one. You know, not always at Moody. It's all about the, the various people. And it occupies an important place in my heart. All right. We, we rewind the clock when the Warriors were sub 500 and everyone's kind of chicken little and they're freaking out. There's a few things that we all identify. Uh, Clay, Jordan Poole, underperforming. The punch had impacted the locker room. The young guys, the new guys weren't necessarily ready to play the roles that they were heaping on them. Well, a lot of those questions we're okay with now. You know, Clay, JP seem to be rounding out. The emotional temperature of the team seems to be okay. But that last thing, you know, these young guys, can they give us 20 minutes in a playoff scenario worries me. And I've been waiting for someone I could ask these questions to. All right. So I'm going to hijack the question and change it. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you names and then I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, what you like or don't like about their game right now, what they have to work on in order to actually be playoff contributors for the Warriors. And then finally, if they work on what we need them to, what can these players do for Golden State in a playoff setting? And the first one I'll give you is Moody. So what do you like and don't like about Moody's game right now? <clears throat> well, uh, it, the video today, you know, it, it's his distance management, right? And his his kind of uh, irrational confidence in his athleticism is, is what, what I was getting at, right? And it's like, but you know, he, he crowds guys. He, he takes off, like he'll take off outside the paint like he's going to dunk. And it don't work, but that's the least of it. It's more on the defensive end where it doesn't, where it, it shows up. And that's why I think he lost his rotation spot. So yeah. um, that's what I least like about it. What I like most about Moody is, uh, is his basketball character, you know, and like everything we're hearing as far as his work ethic, his willingness to accept the role and, you know, just his work ethic. I thought you had a great point that I'm going to steal here and you likened him to Damian Lee. And what you said was like, look, D. Lee could be out of the rotation for weeks. Did you get nothing, nothing, nothing that someone gets hurt? Kerr puts him in and he was ready immediately. You know, right. and I've taken a lot of shots at D. Lee on this show, but everything you said was right. He knew the sets. It's ready to go. Kept in shape. You know, off he went. And what we saw from Moody just recently this last time because he broke back into the rotation is that kind of consistency. He hadn't been playing for a while, but he seemed to be ready. Uh, MT, would you be able to do that? If, if somebody pulled you out of the rotation, you haven't played for like weeks, you know, they haven't even looked down to your side of the bench and then they put you in. You think you'd be ready to go or would you be kind of pissy like everyone knows I would be? I, I'd like to say that I'd be a team player, but judging from my intramural run last year when I got benched at the end and the first time I've been benched for a fourth <laughs> quarter to close the game. And I was just like, why am I not in? I was standing up like I was getting ready to go in and coach. I didn't take it well at all. So I probably <laughs> wouldn't handle it very well. But you know, it comes with old age where in your mind, in my mind, I'm still doing all the great things. Just when my body could, comes time to execute them, they fall a little short than what they used to. Did you guys win the game? No. <laughs> Were you secretly happy that they lost? Oh, for sure. Not even secretly. I just gave him a look like, see? Yeah. I think we all know why we lost this one, Coach. Yeah, way to go. Too bad we didn't have any size to come in off the bench maybe. Exactly. And no, I'm not Moses Moody with this attitude. <laughs> I'll take the transition. Second question for Moses. What does he have to work on? Let me, let me get the prerequisite out of the way. If the playoffs started right now, would you trust Moody in a playoff rotation? Yeah, I mean, I think he proved he he played in that conference finals, right, with Dallas. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, it it depends on your perspective. Kerr likes Kerr prefers guys, role players 
that aren't going to mess up as opposed to are going to make a play, right? Because yeah. it's like Kaminga's going to make a play, but he's also going to mess up. And like Ty Jerome, Moses Moody, they they, they won't mess up, but they they might not make a play either, right? Yeah, that's so interesting. I, think, yeah. I mean, I think he – so I think he could be in there. But again, the fouls – but maybe that plays into his style because he's so physical – Maybe he doesn't doesn't foul as much in the playoffs when they're not calling it. Yeah, sure. Here, let me switch it. Not a new guy, but a guy we haven't really discussed on this team, or at least on this show, Dante DiVincenzo. What do you like, don't like about his game? Do you think he can contribute to a playoff series when they get there? You know, Share what you're thinking. I really like Dante, man. I really like Dante. Uh, I think he might be the X factor. That's strong. That's strong because Kaminga, but like in, in reality – I don't think anybody would call him the X factor right now, but in reality, come April, he might be the X factor. Um, I love, I love his motor, I love his physicality. Um, I, I, he doesn't take plays off. He, he know, like he's this high IQ guy. Where where he struggles or where he's struggling right now is is you can see he's in distribute distribute mode, especially with pool. Right, you, you can tell he knows what the team wants. Hey, distribute, touch the paint. Um, and, and, and connect, connect the second unit. And it's kind of thrown his rhythm off offensively. Like he didn't look for his, and it's hard to do that, right? As, as a ball player, a lot of guys, it's like one or the other. It's very hard to be like, all right, I'll take mine. Like Steph is, you know, is the chef. So it's like, I'll hit mine here. I'll give you this. I'll do that. And that's really in part why Draymond has had this big jump. Not only is it a contract year, it's the fact that he switched his mindset to actually look to score. And what do you know? He ain't that bad at it. You know what I mean? It's a mindset. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I think uh, Anthony made a comment in the, in the comment section um, about this. So shout out, Anthony. Uh, I think his his ultimate um, kind of impact, especially in the playoffs, will be what I'm, I'm anticipating, a rematch of the finals. I think we play Boston in the finals again, and it's going to be is Dante, is Moses, uh, JK, are those guys able to guard, switch off and guard, you know, um, Jalen Brown and, and um, you know, um, blanking on his name, uh, Jay. Um, but yeah, are we able to guard those two guys in Boston? You know, like those are the the, right. the key guys right now. And if, if you can play on defense, I think that's the key. Uh, I'm not worried about the team offensively. I think, you know, we'll, we'll find what we need to find. But we hit that losing streak and, you know, as we're, um, you know, looking down the road and looking, Jason Tatum, as we're looking down the road to these big matchups, it's, it's are you going to be able to play as if you can help actually lock down and play against uh, uh, those key guys? And that was why you saw GP2 and Otto Porter get all those minutes and be so impactful because, you know, they, they did it on the defensive end. That's what made Wiggins so valuable in the finals, specifically against Tatum, is that wing defense. Um, I'll give you two points on DiVincenzo. One matters, one that doesn't. One that matters, Warriors have had a lot of things that led to this dynasty, a lot. One of the things they haven't had in spades is athleticism. That's not really what we've been synonymous with, you know? That's not Draymond. It's not really Clay. It's never been Steph. That's not who we are. 
DiVincenzo adds athleticism. You know, we, he hasn't really been able to weaponize it yet, but he has it. Here's the thing that doesn't matter, but it still sticks out to me. There's a guy in my life I watch a lot of the games with, and he calls DiVincenzo Dirty D, which is fine. It's not a great nickname, but he throws it out there. What sticks out to me is that's what I call diarrhea with my seven-year-old kid. So, like, every time I see him out there, I, I respect DiVincenzo, but I find myself thinking of diarrhea, which is what it is. Uh, next name, Wiseman. Al, can you giving up on him? Give give me your what's your current position on James Wiseman? Listen, it's tough, man. It's tough. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, kick the man while he's down, or, or just seem like I'm picking on this young kid. Because sometimes people, it, it's all relative. Who knows who's listening to what, right? But sometimes people are like, "You can't say that, man. These guys, you know." Like, um, I'm glad he's in the G League. It, it's just. The pro- I've come to the conclusion he doesn't process quick enough on the basketball court, right? And now can that processing eventually get a lot faster? Maybe, but it ain't going to get faster this year. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He needs, he, it's just the, he's not in the same timeline or the window, the two timelines. He's not in the, it's not in Steph's window. It's not it. And I understand when you're that size, Right. You don't get run like what is he showing up at L.A. Fitness at 15? I ain't guarding that dude. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he never got that natural three V three just go and play. So I get it. And that's where like the excuses are can be legitimate. Um, But what I would say is this is is like, look, if they're if they're going to stick to this and, and like is insistent is I would send him out there and be like, hey, man, go get five fouls. Like just go out there and just be big, physical, cause havoc, knock people over like a young JaVale McGee. Yep. Because this timid shit, it ain't doing nobody any good. And and, it, and you don't have the timing or understanding to play the angles and the timing. Yep. You got to just use your athleticism. I think the less he thinks out there, the better. And it seems like they've been having to try to get him to he, – he wants to think. He wants to think out there. I, I completely agree with you. And the read of, and I think you're on the money. So you hear all the time that big men take forever, right? You know, they, they take longer than younger guards. And one of the things I don't really think about is what you just pointed out is for the young part of their career, they're not playing people remotely close to their fucking size. You might get one, you know, in a high school game, you might, but chances are on a night to night basis, you're going to be succeeding based only on your physical tools, tools you don't have to develop because there's nobody there. So it's not until you get to that next level that, uh, that you'd, you'd get a chance to develop it. Think about this too. Most of the star big men in this league, what do you hear that story of? Oh, they were a guard mm-hmm. and then they had his giant growth spurt. Yeah. Like if you were seven, if you were seven foot at, at 14, that's, that's tough. Well, that's, that's exactly tough. right. Well, yeah. and, and this puts the two things together, right? On one side, you know, if it takes whatever, it takes 20 minutes to make a meal, 15 minutes in, they're not going to be ready. But on the other side, we don't have the full fucking 20 minutes because we're on Steph's timeline. You know, yeah. they, they, yeah. there might be a phenomenal dish at the end of the road, but we don't have the time to actually get there, which leads to this. I've got some video I want you to break down for me. Maxine, let's pull the uh, the Caruso tape. This thing has gone fairly viral, right? So Chicago thought that they had a title contending team probably last year. It kind of fell apart on them last year, and then it's really fallen apart on them uh, on this year. And because of that, they're probably looking for a trade. And one of the guys on that team, Alex Caruso, might be able to help Golden State if they were interested, which leads to this video. 
And what I want you to tell me here, let's get it, uh, let's blow it up. People are saying this is showing Kerr talking to Caruso. This is supposedly Kerr telling Caruso, I could really use you here. Let's wait for a sec. Uh, you can't really tell. I, I'd love to have you. Or I'd love I to have you. Okay, okay exactly right. So my first question you. was, do you see him saying that? You know, is, is that, is this video showing maybe Kerr recruiting Caruso? Look, he's absolutely saying that, but here's the here's the thing. He's probably saying it for Team USA. Oh, no tampering. Oh, no You're tampering. breaking my heart. <laughs> no tampering. But hey, you got hey, you got to walk the you got to walk the lines. No tampering. So yeah, so that that's going to be the answer if 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 you dig into that. it, right? You know I what I mean? That. Yeah, I, I like you for Team USA, and by Team USA, I mean Golden State. Uh, but so that leads to this next thing. Okay, there the salary matches up almost identically. They could trade straight up Wiseman for Caruso. So Alchemy, let's say when we get off, Bob Myers gives you a call. I'm a huge fan of your YouTube channel, he says. I like all the early work you did with the huddle, although I didn't like Scott that much. It was what it was. I need your take here. We've got a trade on the table. Caruso for Wiseman, should we take it? What's your answer? I'll drive Wise to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> All I mean, right, before, before you give me the rationale why let me let me throw it out to empty uh, do you agree i do i mean I, you hate to give up on a number two pick um and especially one with size when that's kind of been our achilles heel for so long but um i agree i think uh, you know i, I would ride shotgun and, and make wise in the back <laughs> just as a final fuck you to him all right alchemy <laughs> why why are you saying get in the car we've got a trip to take you know, Caruso is almost, a, this, I don't want to disrespect Draymond, but he's almost a guard version of Draymond in the way he can impact a game without scoring. And, I mean, he can blow your offense up, right? And then you talk about guarding. Uh, MT, you were talking about uh, if, if Dante can guard Tatum. I think he could guard Brown. Tatum a little too big. In my, it just on paper, right? Caruso, while is he 6'4", 6'5", he's got some, like, he's got Hulk strength. Like, he plays way bigger than he is, right? And so I think that, you know, because I saw someone bring up, they were like, well, isn't that Dante's role? Like, if you brought in Caruso, isn't that Dante's role? I, I don't think you can have enough wing defenders. And I think he can guard up much greater than Dante can. Um, but that, that's, that's it. It's wing defenders, disruption. You imagine uh, Draymond. Kaminga and Caruso on the floor, like picking up at, at half court. Right. And smart player two is going to make all the reads on the offensive end. You know, we'll, we'll still be able to make those passes. We like to, I mean, he, what he does is he steps in and he's the GP two role, right. And in, in spades, you know, he, he, which is something that we haven't necessarily been able to fill. Maxime clean sweep. Would you make that trade if they came to you? I would. I mean, I'm convinced I'm not the right, you know, I, I defer to the expertise in the room, but here's the thing. I just want to point out while we're here, look, just in case, like you said earlier, Alchemy, this stuff gets around, right? Like I'm not giving up on Wiseman as an NBA player. I think I'm really excited about his career in this league. It's just, it's the Steph timeline, right? It's just, this is what we need right now. Steph is a guaranteed champion. Wiseman is not necessarily. I hope he finds his place. And also 
I mean, frankly, of all of the trades that get tossed around by all sorts of, you know, the desiring Warriors fans, this is the closest to something that I could see being a reality. I mean, you see the Bulls being a type of team that might say, hey, listen, Wembanyama is coming up. That's pretty compelling. I'm willing to to take care of this type of a situation because it's win-win. We might want to tank. So, um, you know, it's a pretty compelling trade in addition to being one that I think the Warriors would take advantage of. I was going to save this, but while I have you, Alchemy, let me ask it to you now. Because I got into this an, an argument with somebody from my building today during lunch. Um, it was supposed to be just a walkaway conversation, and suddenly we found ourselves pretty deep in it. But what I asked him about was Carl Anthony Towns. That, you know, things aren't going the way they should be in Minnesota, and they're not blowing it up yet, but we're not too far away from maybe them admitting that the Gobert thing didn't make sense. And the easiest way for them to get talent back wouldn't be Gobert. I think it'd be Carl Anthony Towns. So, I won't give you a specific trade, but would you be interested in obtaining Cat? I'm not interested in the Charmin Towers. <laughs> you know the wow. No, you. Know, I've I've never seen a man that big pull away from rim contests as much as Carl Anthony Towns. If you Google Carl Towns and go to the images, it's a bunch of him like like shine away and like 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 that like at the basket and so i i can't do it i can't do it um but to, to, to i'll throw a name out there for y'all it back to the bulls and see it's, it's a team that the vultures are circling yeah right patrick williams yeah. is a guy that not necessarily the problem is the timeline because he's young as well but that he sure feels like a guy he, the warriors could put the midas touch on yeah. Right? right. You know what I mean? Like you plug him in. He needs he needs direction in a system. He but, also looks he looks ready to contribute too. In a way, I mean, he's got that length and athleticism that we were just saying the Warriors are kind of lacking. That right. Right. Makes sense have, to me. But but Cat, no, man, I, I'm I'm out on Cat. I'm a big Cat hater. I, I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell when you were going like this. You know, I thought for sure that you were complimenting him, so that's weird. I uh, I appreciate the clarification. Our next question is aimed literally and only at you. Quote, after 24 games, Golden State is starting to look like the team we all expected two months ago. What adjustments have stood out to Uncle A, and does he believe the Warriors are the, and then in all caps, Warriors again? Hmm. Um, You've heard Kerr talk about it a lot, right? It's it's funny, like, because everything is like a system, a, a, a symptom of something else, right? Like, what's the root, the chicken or the egg type of stuff? But it was the terrible shot selection that was leading to the terrible transition defense. Ooh. And so I think once they had the the intervention with Clay, and it, that went a long way, and in, 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 in just there was less transition defense that had to happen. So I think it started with the shot selection, um, and that led to the defense. And then I think Draymond push, pushing the pace the last eight games or so has really right. got them back to that 30 assist mark, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I think that they they look like the Warriors. I think the the concern is is it, we don't have the depth of the pass. It's not like right. the, the core is any younger, yep. right? So they're the Warriors, but it's much more precarious uh, long-term, right, or through the season. No, of course, and which is why we – consider the trades that we were just kind of throwing around, right? It's not the starting five. It's everybody that follows after JP. There's not someone we know who we can bank on. All right, here's our last question, and it's the one I might be looking forward to the most. Uh, quote, 
A video leaked of Steph hitting five full court shots in a row this week, conclusively proving yet again that he is secretly a basketball wraith. Let me pause. I don't know what a wraith is. I don't know if that's a wizard or something. I imagine there's some magic involved. Anyways, going back to it. What was your first reaction when you saw it? So we now know that the video wasn't real. You know, they, they've conclusively come out and said that. But let's, uh, Maxime, if you've got the video, let's watch it real fast. So if you haven't seen it, it's it's Steph in a um, in literally the corner of their practice court going, I don't know, 80% of the way and making 90 feet. 90 feet. 90 feet. There you go. Uh, and we can watch a few of these. Watch one more go through. And this is in the tradition. I love these kind of uh, found footage basketball ads. In fact, I love found footage sports ads. There was one from Kobe jumping over a, a Maserati way back in the day. I think we might even have that uh, ready to roll. Let's let's watch that one real fast, Maxine. Mamba. Exactly right. And he's incredibly oh, oh, the Not the Harachis, the Hyper Dunks. Those were like the first. <laughs> yeah i had those in all black man those were nice they were like super light that was that was the campaign then right was was how light your shoe could be did you try to jump over any maseratis when uh, you or no didn't try it yeah there's there there he is jumping over a maserati and the last one we don't have to play it the last two which we don't have to play there's one of michael vick throwing a ball out of a stadium and then we got lebron kind of similar to steph's this is way back when he was still in cleveland doing a bunch of fall away shots from about 90 feet but so that's our backdrop here's the question so this person wants to know what our first reaction is when we saw it but instead i'm going to turn it into judgment theater alchemy this is when we use the show to kind of judge each other's personalities. So I'm going to ask you guys, when you first saw it, did you believe it was real? We know it wasn't now, but was there any moment in your life that you thought it was real? And I want you guys to guess what our responses will be. Start with me. I'm hyperbolic. You know, I'm a fucking homer. I take things far harder than I did. I watched the hell out of that video. What do you guys think? I watched it. Did I think they were real or did I think it was doctored? See, I... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you thought it was real for a little bit because you wanted it to be. Exactly. You thought it was real. I think you still do a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying a little bit. I think it is real. I believe he is a basketball wraith, and I don't know why they had to look at this any closer. No, the alchemy is 100%. So by the third one, the first one, I was like, holy shit. The second one, I was like, oh, he's the best basketball player ever. And then the third one was like, uh, you know, probably not. So halfway, I, I wanted to believe it so much that I was down on two, but the third one flipped me over. Let's go to Marcus. Uh, I say no, too curmudgeonly, doesn't, doesn't enjoy fun, immediately thought, no, this is fake and probably ruined it for some other people too. Yeah, but that's not why. It's not because he's curmudgeonly. I think Marcus is too steeped into this culture, you know, working in, in, in advertising and that, you know, like I, I think he's too smart for this. He, he picked up on it right away. Oh, my God. Did it have to be a compliment for Marcus? I feel like I've been trying to take him down this entire show. Here's where Alchemy is going to be like, yep, I could tell he's hella smart, too. No way that he believed it. What do you think, man? Did he, uh, did he think it was real? I'm going to say no because Hooper, have you ever tried it? Have you ever... Good luck trying to hit the backboard. No, you can't. I can't. Uh, good luck getting it to the baseline. I'm not sure I can throw it that far. Right. So, yeah. So, no. <laughs> no. MT? 
No, I didn't. I didn't think so. Maxine was right. I've seen those videos. Oh and there's, there's another Maxine one. Was right when he said you were too smart to believe it. That's the person you're agreeing with. Unbelievable, dude. Alchemy, this is you thrown in with. Yeah, and there's a Tom Brady one where he's throwing it into the a ball into the ball machine, which you know kind of gives it away. I think the the most exciting part about that video was that out of all the ones that you've seen do it, that was the one that you kind of had to question yourself. You stopped for a minute. Exactly. Did he really do it or not? You know, and that to me is beautiful because Steph is the only one who you kind of question yourself for a second. Everybody else, you're like, ah, nah, Vic ain't throwing that. Or, you know, like that's, you can't make that shot or that pass. Steph, you're like, ah. if the ball goes through the rim, through the hoop in different ways, I think a few more people would buy that for a lot longer than, than what it was. His brand is magic. I mean, that, that, that's what we know him for. You know, if Jordan's was, was hang time, if Shaq is sheer power, uh, Steph's is doing things that nobody else has ever been able to do. And that video falls squarely in that description. So, you know, it's on brand. It feels exactly that way. That makes sense. That leads to Maxime. I got to turn on Maxime. I'm going to say you did think it was real, and it's because you were too stupid to know that it was. I think everybody agrees with me. What's the answer? Unbelievable. Yeah, I thought it was real. I guess because I'm an idiot. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> Did you really? Was yes. there a moment in your life where you thought like all 100%. of them? You watched all of them. I watched, and, and it's because like you know the the narrative is Steph has better hand eye coordination than anybody ever. I've always had this narrative in my brain that like if I met you know if I went to Davidson and like happened to play beer pong with him, he'd be the ultimate beer pong champion because they would be. just all go in, right? He would be. Yes. Yeah, well, exactly right. And I mean the thing is, is it's not at that point. Yes, yeah, sure, maybe he practiced like crazy, but he even if he'd never played before, you. You know he would be able to hit them all and it is that sort of thing it's like well if anybody could do it it would be steph and here's the thing is the brilliance of that video it's i guess what steph's came out and he said yeah like you know i i hit a couple of them right and so the doctoring is not completely faked it's yep. it's a it's a skewing of the truth right he yep. was able to hit a couple of them and that, that last one when he runs out of the building stoked that he hit it that's probably real and the ability to stitch them all together i mean sure when you get past two it's he's like oh wait a minute that's not possible but the brilliance of it is the fact that steph actually did hit two i mean even that is totally amazing it's out to your point like i wouldn't be able to hit the backboard like i don't i'm not a professional basketball player but i think there would be some professional basketball players that would struggle to hit the backboard too it it was the ending. It's the way he leaves and how believable, how excited he is as he gets out of it that, that really gives you the, you know, the context of, oh, did that really happen? All right, let's look at alchemy, but I'm going to change it a little bit. So we know, we know he didn't think it was real after the third one. He probably didn't think it was real after the, uh, the second. But at any point, you know, and then for at any point in time as he was watching that, was there a moment where Alk thought to himself, whoa, look at Steph go. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say, yes, he, he changed it. You know, of course he realized by the end that it wasn't real deal, but he's watched and broke down enough footage of Steph doing crazy ass shit. Or I think there was a moment in his heart where he allowed himself to believe. Yeah, I agree. And because even the thing is, is the mechanics of that heave were pretty beautiful, right? Like, oh yeah, look at him go. Even if he didn't make it, you look like those are getting pretty close. That's exactly right. What do you think, MT? He's your new best friend. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you think he believed it? No, I don't think he did, but only because of the mechanics. I think when you see Steph shoot a long shot like that, it's two hand, it's, it's a long chest pass heave that way. You don't do it, you know, like baby hook shot from that far away you need baby hook shot to get it that far but 
five in a row with that kind of mechanics, I think Alf was like, nah, like he, he, he harkened back to his days on the court and was like, I, I know that's impossible to do. I don't like that. I'm being left out of the, well, you guys obviously played and you know what it is thing. I mean, I played on the same team as you, Marcus. I don't like really like the, on the outside looking in thing, but I'm stepping on the answer. Alchemy. What's the truth? Did you ever think that it was real? So, how, this is maybe disappointing answer here. How I received it was in a DM, okay? Mm. And so I get it, and I, I hit it for a second. I'm just, you know, it's commercials, TV, or whatever, and I see him hit the shot. I'm like, that's fucking Steph, man, you know? And then I, I, I didn't even, like, watch the whole thing. I was like, it's fucking Steph. And then, like, I go on Twitter, and I realize, wait, no, he hit a rack of them. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? And then I thought about it, and, and, and like, like you guys said, like, the fact that, we, that you thought about it, that's the key, right? Tom Brady, Kobe, it's, it's reserved for the gods yep. of sports where it's like, wait a minute, right? Like there ain't, there ain't no way if that was LeBron, you would have thought it for a second. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So, that, so yeah, no, for, uh, initially, like the thought I was like, Steph, man, I, you know, he bowls with his eyes closed. Like, but, uh, but then, yeah, as, as it went on, it was like, ain't no way. There's a there's a play I've talked about a couple of times and props to uh, Thomas from our Patreon support for a comment I'm looking here on the screen. If it was going to be real, Steph is the only person to make it believable. I've said before, Alc, that my favorite highlight of Steph didn't even happen on the floor. It was way back when the Warriors are hot as shit and they're going through that thing where when someone was getting interviewed, somebody else would come and dump cold water on them and it was kind of part of like the, you know the celebration. And there was a scene where Steph's getting interviewed you see Draymond behind him with a glass of water sneaking up. Steph doesn't even look back and throws a towel like fucking Hawkeye that knocks the, the cup of water out of his hand. I've never seen any kind of hand-eye coordination like that. And this was the same kind of idea. It's like it's that skill set that allows for this possibility. But I tell you what, I kept you longer, way longer than I thought we were going to. I really enjoyed this, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. For people who need way more athletic alchemy in their life, where do they go? YouTube, Athletic Alchemy, Athletic Alchemy Patron, um, Podcast, which is basically the YouTube show High Volume Shooter. Um, I'm on Twitter, Uncle Alchemy, Instagram. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It was fun. Come on, man. We, we appreciate you coming. If you want to reach out to us, let us know we did a good job, bad job, any job, or just get us a questions for the Golden Questions. You can shoot that. Uh, to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Exactly right. Uh, we're also up on social media, only one location. That's Twitter at Warriors Huddle. And with that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Good, good.